Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Well, hello there. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name's Aaron. I'm a co-host here, and Dr. Banning is in the studio right beside me. How are you, Dr. Banning? Hey, I'm doing great. Welcome uh, back. I know you've been traveling. Yes. Just got just got back. Yes, we did. We uh, took a nice trip. I took a trip with a good friend. He's, uh, he's probably a spiritual mentor of mine. Uh, probably he is. Uh, and we got to spend some time together and share the great outdoors up there in the upper peninsula oh that sounds wonderful yeah so uh it was a good time the only problem was or the challenge was the food supply was not very good up there i mean no we had a lot of good healthy clean fish but we ate a lot of burger joints well you know that's that's okay every once in a while yeah yeah for (laughs) but so for probably once a day we ate at a burger joint (laughs) And uh, so, you know, I indulge quite a bit. But uh, and the other thing is, is uh, I slept in what I call the hole in, in a boat. It's a hole. Yeah. In the boat. <laughs> it's it's probably about uh, five and a half feet by maybe six and a half feet. Wow. Did you do feet. something wrong? No, I didn't. It's just, <laughs> you know, I went with them last year and the temperature was freezing cold really yeah. same time of year yeah and so at that time i was thought i thought well maybe i can sleep on top of the boat <laughs> you know there was a there's a tent enclosure on top of the boat okay but it was so cold up there i went to the bottom of the boat i actually slept pretty well but this past week it was pretty warm typically it's it's not that warm and so i was warm i had claustrophobia and i would I was not getting good sleep, but that's I was still still having fun. We were enjoying ourselves. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, and I'm glad to have you back back yeah. home safe where you belong. Thanks. Good to be back. And we are, uh, there's some construction going on right next door to us. So there may, some sounds may leak over to our microphones today. Yes, they very uh, well could. So if you hear any weird noises, listener, it's not us. We're doing our best to keep it out, though. That's right. Well, today uh, we're going to be discussing a topic that's kind of a hot topic right now. And that's mental health or brain health and its connection with chiropractic care. Yeah, um, mental health. I mean, it is it's a hot topic. If you've ever known somebody with a mental illness, um, you can know how it can not just change them as a person, but it can also change the dynamics of the whole family and how things work, depending on the severity of it. But if we were to talk about mental health, um, we need probably to need a good definition of mental health. And so um, what I would call mental health, my own personal uh, definition would be your ability to think and behave and respond appropriately in a environment um, that isn't always normal. Like our, our, our environments can be stressful and, and, you know, we think out our responses. Um, if someone has mental health issues, uh, they don't have the best ability to to think things out and respond appropriately and behave appropriately. And so, you know, they can therefore have mental health issues or challenges. And there's a broad spectrum of mental health challenges, um, you know, and 
there's some responses like if you're a family member passes away obviously you're going to be upset uh you're going to be grieving um, it may cause you to go into some type of depression um, that's pretty normal um, but there's other types of uh, mental illnesses that are very abnormal and this is a topic that's very close and dear to me because i have a a uh, son that has uh, severe mental health issues and so it's important there are some mental health issues that that can be really helped out there are others that just are so challenging um, but what i'd like to do is just share some some statistics with you about uh, the most common disorders of the brain in the united states um, depression is the number one cause of disability in the united states is it really 16 million now and so all of us know somebody that has uh, depression different degrees of it but you know you can be so depressed at times that you don't even want to get up yes you don't want to take the next breath you don't care about your hair how you look you don't care about getting up and go to the bathroom you might just poop in your bed and pee in your pants if it's bad enough yeah yeah if you've been around people i've seen people yeah. like that and it's it's horrible it's helpless it's really tough and I think around somebody like that. I think what you said when you first started talking about depression is so important because people don't understand you. You can't walk up to somebody with cancer and tell them just get better. You know, look, it's it's a good day. Everybody's happy. Why don't you just get better? It's the same thing with depression. It it's it's not going to get better just because the sun's shining and and you know think good things are happening. It's, it's right. a problem, right? And so um, another one is anxiety. That's a big one. Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's one of the most common mental illnesses uh, in the United States. Uh, 40 million people experience that. Um, you know, and let me just back up on the depression here. The depression is, I think I said this, but it's the number one cause of disability in the United States. I, yeah. I still have to wrap my brain around that. That's incredible. It's hard to believe. Um, it's not a made-up brain disorder. Um, So, yeah. So we go to uh, anxiety. Anxiety is just based on fear. Um, You know, and people can have anxiety attacks. Uh, They can have meltdowns. And many of those people that have those meltdowns can go on and develop further mental illnesses like schizophrenia, uh, bipolar disorder, things like that. Um, uh, Then we have ADD, ADHD. that is the quickest growing childhood mental illness now the sad part about this is it happens when they're a child yeah and so it evolves into something even more um and then there's dementia and so what we want to talk about is brain health or maybe some choices or lifestyles that we can our our choices that we can alter to help reduce this now um you know, if you have mental illness where you're disabled and you can't make choices, um, you're, there's no supervision that can make you change your choice. You, you know, what happens is a lot of these people, as they're adults, they're not going to listen to what you tell them to do as far as eating habits, go out and exercise, things like that. And so, really, they don't have the ability to make these behavioral changes in many instances, and sometimes they do. Um, so it's really just a broad spectrum of some things that are extremely easy and very helpful um, that you can do. And then other things, it's just, you know, it's it's tough. So anyhow, um, 
So what I'd like to do, I've got a couple of books here. I've got one book. It's called The God-Shaped Brain. Um, you know, and so me being a Christian, one of the biggest things that's helped me is my identity is found in God. Amen. And uh, I was I was made in his image and I was made to have fellowship with him. And uh, the God-shaped brain is about, you know, knowing who God is and you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind every on a daily basis. And so renewing of the mind is very important. We'll get, we'll get to that, but there's something called neuroplasticity. It's your body's ability or your brain's ability to change. Okay. Um, so that's really important. So there's another book I've got. It's called The Brain's Way of Healing. It's by Norman Deutsch. Um, and he's also the author of uh, The Brain That Changes Itself. But uh, Norman Deutsch. Sounds German. Uh, he's a very prominent neurologist. Um, I'm trying to find out where he went to school at. Um, he's a psychiatrist and a New York Times bestselling author of The Brain That Changes Itself. Um He's got some cutting-edge information on, on how to heal the brain with light. Oh, really? We had a podcast about laser, how to reprogram the, the brain in different pathways through the eyes, um, through the ears, what you can hear, um, through body movement. And the tongue is a fascinating organ, but the tongue is an expression of our thoughts. And so, you know, you can reprogram your brain. You can help your brain heal through methods that aren't really traditionally known in our traditional medical system that treats mostly symptoms. But um, anyhow, so if we go through this, uh, you know, there's a couple of things that we need to understand. Number one, the brain controls every cell, tissue, organ, and system of the body. Um, And what happens is there's brain-based information, information that goes from the brain to the body. So the brain cells will coordinate everything in the body. The body, in turn, will send information to the brain. Now, one of the things that we need to understand is the brain is is supposed to be composed of 60% fat and 75% water. Um, If you're on a low-fat diet, if you're taking medication like cholesterol medication, it can really cause some problems. So if you're looking at a good brain diet... This sounds funny, a brain diet. But um, you want to eat coconut oil, fish oil, grass-fed butter, um, avocados, raw nuts and seeds. Um, those have really good healthy fats. We get very little of this in the sad yes. standard American diet. Um, water, half your weight in ounces every day. Um, try to drink uh, fresh water. We have a water purification system. It's called a Berkey. It sits on our sink. It's awesome. Um, the other thing is exercise your brain. You know, read crossword puzzles, physical exercise. Now, I will say this one thing. Okay. Music is one of the best things for your brain. Ah, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Well, not music just, oh, yeah, let's party, bang your head. <laughs> yeah, not that. Well, wait a minute. You said music. <laughs> well, I know, but doing things with music, uh, music with good messages. There's a lot of music out there. It talks about having affairs. It talks about drinking, being stoned, coming home, you know, having, I mean, that's not good for your brain. Okay. I'm just saying that because I know when you do those things, what does it lead to? 
it leads to more of those things. Yeah. And it leads to more stress, more emotional issues, more just horrible, you know, there's a lot of people's lives that have just ended up in just going nowhere with those types of decisions. So if you're listening to um, Highway to Hell, yeah, yeah that's where I'm going, baby. <laughs> That's not good for your brain. No. It just isn't. I'm sorry. Um, so things that are are good, things that are pure, things that are of good value, um, that have integrity, songs like that that have good words to them. Now, the other thing is you can throw some dance in there. Throw some dance. Um, throw some dance in with somebody that you love, um, with your children, with your spouse, um, that's called, you know, you're, you're hearing the words, you're getting the beat, you're moving to the beat. Maybe not very, doesn't look very good, but uh, a joyful dance. And God talks about praising him with music, mm-hmm. praising him with dance. So yep. God knew a little bit about our brains. So those are important things. Um, exercise. Now, the best type of exercise is not, oh, crap, I got to go to the gym again. I don't want to go. <laughs> It's fun exercise. So whether you like to cycle, you do a lot of hiking. Yeah. Um, I like to get out and, you know, see things, walk around, maybe swim. Um, I like to do yoga. That's fun. Um, what else? I like to uh, eat weightlifting. yogurt. You like to eat yogurt? Frozen yogurt, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. That's kind of like yoga. Frozen <laughs> yogurt. That's like ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and crossword puzzles, uh, things you can do is uh, try to catch a ball with your left hand or your right hand. Try to throw ambidextrously. Your right side of your brain controls the left side of your body and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, uh, you know, feedback. Uh, what you can do is try to stand on one leg, stand on the other leg. Just challenge yourself. Look at your posture. Your posture, um, you know. It's important if you have poor posture to try to exercise the muscles and hold a posture that is good. Um, If you have issues with posture, come by our office. I'd be happy to show you how to do some of those exercises. But look in the mirror, things like that, because your body's continuously sending information to your brain. If your body is stressed, your brain is stressed. If your brain is stressed, your body is stressed. It's a a cycle. It's a loop. You can't separate the two. Um, So if we continue... Um, you know, causes of ADHD or ADD, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, That's an interesting one to me because it seems to me it came out of nowhere. A few years back, I know, I know children when I was a child who had it, but it wasn't diagnosed. Uh-huh. But thinking back now, it's like, oh, they were ADHD. Oh, I had it big time. I was a daydreamer. They called it when I was growing up daydreaming. Okay, that that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, he daydreams, doesn't focus, doesn't follow directions, things like that. Yeah. I, I, and I'm still, to some point, I do that, um, but not as much. Um, but, you know, there's an area called the prefrontal cortex that is in charge of, uh, it controls how our body focuses. And so what can happen is that, that prefrontal cortex is not functioning with the rest of your brain. So if you hear something, you know, that prefrontal cortex is, should I say this or shouldn't I? Is this appropriate or isn't it? It's it's like the governor. Okay. Okay. When the governor's gone, yeah. 
um, that's when we start having issues with how we respond publicly, you know, like, yeah. Hey, let me just take my clothes off. I just, I'm kind of hot right now. Let me go for a run, you know, let me, you know, jump off this roof, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of really strange, inappropriate behavior. So what happens is all the signals from your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your touch, your sensation, um, you know, all those things hit the brain and the brain has to sort those out and the brain has memories and the brain has a, a seat called the limbic system, which you know, the limbic system is tied into temperature regulation, breathing, heart rate, all those things. And so let's say, for example, hearing there's something called um, auditory receptive disorder. It's where you don't really hear or understand what's being said. So if you're in school and you're just like, you don't understand anything that's being said, you hear it, but you don't understand it. It's not getting to the prefrontal cortex. You're not going to be able to respond appropriately. You won't be able to follow directions. Now, I didn't have it horribly, but I just love to daydream. That's mm-hmm. all I did. Um, but some people, they can have it so bad where they can't respond appropriately or they can't communicate. So interestingly enough, when you hear something, you respond. How do you respond? Verbally. Verbally. Yep. What organ do you use to respond verbally? Your mouth. Your, your tongue. mouth, your tongue, and all that. So that's how you create sentences. That's how you create words and sounds. So a lot of these kids, they're not hearing properly. So therefore, they don't understand properly, and therefore, they don't even talk properly. And so it starts in school, and then socially, they, they fall behind. They're kind of a loner. Um, in a lot of cases. And so that can create a lot of issues with learning, learning disabilities and things like that. And then as they go through puberty, things get worse because the hormones kick in and then they have these, all these strange feelings. And, you know, um, so that is, that is a part of how things work. But I've had kids come into me where their mom said, you know what? He can hear the lights, wow. the buzzing sound in the lights. And I didn't disagree with her. I didn't disagree with her son, but he would always say that. And his test scores weren't the best. And both the parents were extremely smart. They were professionals, and so I started taking care of them. And he had an area up at the top of his neck that just wasn't functioning right. And it was uh, we adjusted that, and his grades went up. It wasn't that he was dumb it was because he could respond to his environment better the lights um, weren't bothering his ears he could focus better that prefrontal cortex was hooking up better with his 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 ears and his his uh his eyes just everything and so um he got straight a's and his mom was really proud of that and i was too i thought it was pretty cool yeah that's awesome um some other things gluten sensitivity gluten is in you know Everything. Yeah, everything. So much. I got a book right here called Green Brain. It's David Perlmuter. Um, he also, let's see, there's another, uh, a companion book would be uh, Green Belly, Wheat Belly. That's by Dr. Davis, who is a cardiovascular doc. Um, but they both talk about the damaging effects of grain, uh, specifically grain that has gluten in it. Gluten has the property of making things stick together. Um, it is a protein, but... Um, some people handle it better than others. There's some people that they actually die from it. Yeah. It's that bad. Um, a great example of that was we had a patient that, uh, he was a truck driver 
and he started developing severe intolerance, allergic reactions to to gluten, and he would develop seizures, and he would just be at Vanderbilt Hospital, just disabled completely. Wow. He lost his driver's license. He lost any ability to become a truck driver again. But the thing that was sad is here we are at Vanderbilt. It's a great hospital. And uh, the parents were like, is there a possibility that, that our son could be having a gluten reaction? They said no. This is probably 15 years ago. And uh, they just decided to do their homework, and they got him off of gluten, and he got off of gluten as well. Um, he's married now. Um, he still can't drive a truck, but he has no seizures. That's awesome. And he goes to the gym. He works out. I mean, it's a great example of that, of, of what gluten can, can do to somebody. Now, gluten isn't just, uh, you know, everybody has a response to gluten based on their genetics. You can have all kinds of gut issues, leaky gut issues, autoimmune issues, things like that. So I know that when it, I had skin issues and itchy areas, mm-hmm. and when I cut out gluten, that went away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of treatments that they use for people that have uh, ADD and ADHD, Adderall, Concerta, Vivanase. All of these are stimulants to the nervous system, and they're actually in the class of drugs. The same class as cocaine. No way. Are you serious? Yep. Wow. Um, So when we do an adjustment, uh, especially the atlas, that's right where the brainstem is, and we get it realigned, Yeah. it stimulates the the prefrontal cortex. There's been studies done where they actually did a blood study test. We call it a thermography test. A brain mapping and they saw that there was increased blood flow into the prefrontal cortex well what does that mean well that means that area is functioning better it's been activated through the adjustment which is what chiropractic does it, it helps the brain function better um, with the body um, so chiropractic's really good for a lot of these kids it's, it's hard to work on these kids sometimes because they're strong they're they they do not hold still um, getting rid of gluten from the diet a low carbohydrate diet and uh, fats that are good for the brain mm-hmm. and probiotic therapy. Um, so those are all good things that you can do. Um, getting out in the sun as well. Yes. Uh, so We've yeah. discussed that before, and I'm a big believer in sunshine. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I mean, without us getting off on a rabbit trail, um, light therapy is a pretty big deal. In fact, you know, you ever heard of a solarium? I have, yes. Well, um, you know, the Romans believed that uh, every one of their citizens had a right to, to being out in the light. They thought it was very important. Their hospitals were designed to expose patients to as much sun as possible. Um, you know, so I thought, man, they really had some, some good insight back then. It's where'd, amazing. Where'd we go with that? I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you're just, you don't get out in the sunlight anymore, especially oh, at, people that are in the hospital. At some point, they... We as a society made the switch to chemistry instead of uh, natural. Yeah. In fact, there's a guy named Dr. Rosenthal in 1984. He discovered that a lot of people that had depression could be cured by exposure to the sun. Um, you know, people that are lethargic, when they lay out in the sun, they're exposed to the rays of the sun. See, the rays, the rays of the sun have a broad spectrum of light. It's not just one-dimensional. Um, and so the sunlight influences the mood. Well, what does that mean? It has some effect on the brain. Yeah. You know, so 
Um, so yeah, the sun is really primary source of life on the earth. That's right. I mean, that's yeah. you know the algae uh, has sun. Plants have sun. Um, you know we eat the the plants that live and grow in the sun, and we eat the animals that eat the foods that are uh, like the plants that are uh, you know produced from sunlight. So um, it's really really kind of neat how things are set up. You know when light enters the eye, it hits the retina. And you have cells in your body, you have rods and cones, where it will take that light and convert it into electrical energy, and it travels along nerve pathways, the optic nerves, to the brain's visual cortex, which is in the back of the head. It's like a movie, movie projector screen in the back of the head. <laughs> that's, and that's, it produces a visual experience. That's awesome. That That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So um, our... Our, our eyes regulate a lot of things. Light regulates a lot of things. There's something called the uh, abbreviation is SCN. It's called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Wow. All right. And what it is, it's an area where the optic nerves cross and go into the brain. And uh, that the light that enters that system of our body, it regulates our biological clock. It's a timekeeper. That's that's important. The timekeeper controls the major organ systems. They turn them off and on during the course of the day and at night. So it's like a clock and it's a conductor. It actually ties into your limbic system. That's your seat of emotions and your hypothalamus, which controls everything in your body. And it's like a symphony. It regulates our appetite as they go up and down, our hunger, our thirst, our sex drive cravings for sleep um so you know we may think that light doesn't influence us but it really does that's it that's i'm gonna have to read that book because you uh, have really piqued my interest good luck <laughs> good luck good luck reading it I've, I've read it i've dug some stuff out but it's pretty tough i'm daydreaming while i'm reading so when you get up in the morning the light hits your eyes it passes through this scn and it rouses each of our organ systems. Each organ system has a specific time that it gets up. Um, after the sun goes down, messages from our eyes signal that there's no more light outside. And the SCN in turn sends that message to our pineal gland, which releases melatonin. Oh, now that's a biggie. That's, that's a that helps sleep. And right. So we should all be taking melatonin? No, that's not what I said. Okay, I'm just saying that's what, what people do, okay? <laughs> now, I'm guilty of that. I have taken it in the past. Yes. Um, but uh, if, you know, our, our body has the ability to be aroused and awakened and to be put to sleep, yeah. you know, to be um, relaxed. And so if we're not, you know, in coincidence with the light cycle, um, that's going to create some issues with mood imbalance. And so the pineal gland is often called the third eye. Okay. Okay, in Chinese medicine. Um, light also turns on chemical reactions in a lot of uh, single-cell animals, plants, things like that. Um, you know, so the reason I like to talk about light is because our bodies respond to light. Um, our bodies are filled with all kinds of light-sensitive chemical switches. 
in amplifiers. Okay, there's actually a an organelle inside of our cells. What is it? It's just a component in our cells that has a specific function or an organ. It's called the mitochondria. Mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell that produces ATP, which runs the engine. Okay. The le- less healthy you are, the fewer mitochondria you have per cell. When you have a low number of mitochondria per cell, those cells are not healthy. Um, they're not functioning well. Okay. If you have a poor diet, that's what happens. All right. So um, light helps those mitochondria function better. They produce something called CoQ10. Um, there's lots of medications that shut the mitochondria down, but anyhow, I got off on a little rabbit trail there. That's okay. It's very interesting to me, and we are running out of time, but I've got a couple of more questions, and we're going to continue this, by the way. Coming up next episode, we're going to be discussing uh, the, the mood issues that we were talking about earlier, but I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you about light before we go. What... First of all, when we're talking about light, we're talking about sunlight. There's no way to get light like other than the sun. Is that correct? I'm not an expert on light. There's so much. I know. I I do understand that the UV rays from like a tanning bed can also act as sunlight. Um. Yeah, but there's so many things about sunlight we just don't know. I mean, really, you should be talking to a physicist. They can break it down for you. The speed of light and all yeah. that. So if you look, if you look at a rainbow, <laughs> yeah, all those different colors are just the spectrum, different wavelengths of light, okay. different wave energies. And laser uses the red um, light. It's a monochromatic, six hundred and thirty-five angstroms of wavelength. That's the, that they use a lot as healing. Now. There's blue light that can disrupt our brain function, and that's why they call them blue blockers. You yeah. can wear those at night. Um, you know, so, yeah, that was... Okay. That was <laughs> All great. right. One more yeah. question. Um, for people that live, and, and there's very small pockets of population that live where sunlight is not available for months out of the year. Up in Alaska, there's parts of it. I'm sure there's there's other areas. New Zealand is one of them. In fact, New Zealand has the highest rate of suicide. Alaska too. Okay, that's what I was saying. Sunlight. Ask. Yeah, that makes sense. That make yeah. that's a, a connection there. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, we are going to take next week off because it's the July Fourth weekend, and we're going to be uh, eating healthy barbecue. <laughs> Oh, we are. Is it, there is such a thing as healthy barbecue. Like yeah. Yeah. I got to get back on track. I really do. Okay. Me too. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold each other accountable on that. So uh, we won't be talking to you next week, but we'll be back in two weeks with the second episode of our mental health series. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. And if you have questions or comments about mental health or anything we've talked about, feel free to uh, to go to www dot whitehousechiropractic.com and we can uh there's a there is a uh question form there you can fill out or you can give us a call at area code 615-672-7878 we'll be glad to answer any questions we can there or if you're in the middle tennessee area go on and stop by and see us we're at 147 raymond hirsch parkway in white house tennessee really close to the big water tower you'll see in that area Dr. Banning, have a great 4th of July, and I am super excited about this series on mental health. Yeah, um, we're going to finish up with the uh, the weight loss. 
Oh, right. are we? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, too, because I can yeah. still use some of that. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to finish up with that. We'll have to talk about that okay. as well. We'll, so. we'll bring that one back, too. Okay. All right, we will see you guys soon. soon.